up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Thoughts from a Balcony. And today, I have on my very impressive friend, Zach Barther. Zach, appreciate you coming on, brother. Yo, yo, thanks for having me, Chuff. Dude, uh, man, I love your Instagram because it inspires me so much to do crazy shit that I don't normally do in the weight room and like with kettlebells and stuff like that. So walk me through, like, how did you get into kettlebell training and like this functional type of training? Um, I feel like it starts off, I used to train at this place called RTSC, um, and Ray Terry was my strength and conditioning coach and my jujitsu coach too. I started that in like high school, but we never did like normal workouts there. It was always mm-hmm. like sledgehammers, kettlebells, pulling weird shit, flipping tires, like anything you couldn't do it like a normal box gym. And I fell in love with it because, like, I would just feel so strong and fit and, like, ready for football. Versus, like, and it, my, my maxes wouldn't necessarily go up during the summer mm. or anything like that. But, like, I felt so damn good and athletic. So, it's like I kind of just took that base and ran with it. And it's like, how can I take whatever tools I have and use them as many ways as possible and just move my body be strong in different positions and uncomfortable ways, lift weird things. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's fun too, like making up different stuff versus just like fucking bench pressing every day. Yeah, I've noticed that too, is you can be creative with the movement patterns that you're doing. You can mess around with the kettlebell. It is a lot of fun. But you brought up a really good discussion about your maxes didn't go up. And I think this is like a hot debate in the fitness industry, especially with athletes about how to train, right? Like, I don't know if you've seen uh, these guys called Goda. Have you heard of them mm-hmm. at all? So their whole idea is to create movement patterns that are conducive to, like, on the field. So in essence, it's it's they're basically saying doing exercises like squats and things where your heels are on the ground creates these improper movement patterns so a lot of times they they're like training on the balls of their feet. They're trying to they do this thing called like set the bow with like the way that they uh, like position their leg. Hmm. It's very conducive to how an athlete's supposed to run. Um, but anyways, I feel like I've seen a lot of that push towards going away from the weight room and doing hmm. stuff like like you said, like sledgehammers, flipping tires or just doing like plyometrics and athletic work. So I'm curious and like through your entire entire experience, obviously you went to the RTSC and uh, you trained with T-Rob too. Do you think there are benefits to weight training as an athlete, especially like a field athlete? And if so, like what would you recommend? I mean, I for sure think there's benefits. I mean, if you don't have a basis of strength, I think it does make it tough for anything else, but like as far as specifically training to increase your max, like I'm just chasing this number and like, I'm not really caring about form or how I'm moving or how I'm feeling. I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. I think, you know, you need to be strong. You need to be able to squat heavy, press heavy, but it's like, once you have a good basis of strength, learn how to use your body better and move more like an athlete. Like you said, like being in those positions where you're on the ball of your feet, like, you know, like the knees over toes guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love his stuff and, and it makes me feel so much more athletic like I do that like two or three times a week those yeah. workouts and it's like weird little stuff but it's like you're training these muscles that are your first response when you're running or jumping or landing and you miss a lot of that when you're just training to push heavy weight that's a good point and um I think 
what I loved about the weight room is like, yes, you're pushing for numbers, but it, there's also that competitive aspect too. So I think that's an important piece Definitely. that you want to add in, you know, to, to the benefits of weight training. But like you said, if you're constantly chasing those numbers, you're going to compromise your form. You're going to, you're, you're going to fuck things up. And I've seen it happen. I'm sure you've seen it happen. Yeah. I'm sure we've experienced it ourselves. Um, so that, that definitely, definitely makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of like knees over toes guy and, and that type of stuff, are you doing like his regimented program or do you just add like sprinkle exercises that you like? Um, so I, I read both his books and I don't, I started off like when I first read them, I would, it, they recommend you do two to three days a week, exact workouts. Um, so I did that for like a month or so. And I saw great benefits, but there's like certain stuff where I get it and other exercises. So it came down to more like I really focus with the the back extensions with the straight leg. Mm. I'm holding at the bottom for the hamstring flexibility, the um, tibialis raises because like you never train your tibialis. Yeah, like no one ever does that. So either with the pulls, with the weight or just doing it against the wall and then the knees over toes lunges. But it's like. I transitioned where like now when I lunge with the kettlebell, I just do a knees over toes lunge. So like just kind of taking what he teaches and move it into my everyday regimen versus like I'm doing a knees over toes workout. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I think that's a smart thing to do. And I think it makes it more fun, oh, yeah. you know, instead of like being so rigid in these training philosophies, it's like we're into this stuff so you can pick and choose right. from whatever you like. And everyone has a different body type and like what they actually like to do in the gym. Mm-hmm. And as you know, like adherence is probably the most important thing when picking a program or picking any type of exercise. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, No, that sounds good, man. That sounds awesome. It sounds like you're really enjoying what you're doing. And I know that transition from football to now is not an easy process. So talk me through that. Like mentally, what I guess let me phrase this question in, in the proper way here mentally how was that shift from being on a team and having that that team aspect your whole entire life and having that goal of football how did that change as you graduated and kind of went into new fields um so I mean I love that team aspect and that was my favorite part of football like quite honestly I didn't necessarily love football like I love training and just being around dudes and like waking up at 5 a.m and going to work together like that's what I truly loved about it and miss more than anything else. Um, but I was like, I don't want to give this up. So I, I went out and seeked other ways to do that. So as soon as I finished football, um, well, I finished with a broken foot. So once that healed up, I immediately started training jujitsu, like a madman, like five days a week, first off. And that was, that's a cool community right there. But Mm -hmm. it's like, as many ways you can still find that team atmosphere, like at school, I'm in a bunch of clubs where we we train chiropractic we work on breath work and it's forming that community in any way in your life no just your friends that's your community right there and do hard stuff with your friends make that a team um so i think by if you realize that you truly see benefits from that team atmosphere and working together towards a common goal don't get rid of that just find new ways to grow that and blossom through that yeah yeah absolutely and you know human beings were community driven like everything about us we want to be a part of a community we want to be accepted by our peers and you know as much as like that lone wolf culture is kind of pushed at us 
it's important to have like savages around you and have people that are supporting you and have people that, you know, you look up to and like even you, bro, like I see you on Instagram. I see you doing these workouts on the beach and all that type of stuff. It's like, damn, I got to get my ass in gear. Like I need to get moving. So, um, yeah, man, that is an extremely important piece. Um, but like with the training aspect of football, and I want to dig a little bit deeper into this. Were you, like you mentioned, you had a broken foot. Were were you injury ridden at the end of your career when you decided to to hang it up? Dude, I was injury ridden my whole career. Mm. Like that's honestly what kind of was like, dude. I need to stop because ever since I was a freshman in high school, I think I'm a freshman in high school till junior in college is when I played football, and I think. I had maybe two seasons where I didn't break a bone. Damn. And it's like, dude, at that point, when I when I uh, fall season got canceled, I'm in spring ball of um, junior season, which was kind of weird because like the spring season, we were actually playing games. In I was spring. gonna say you guys had like a little. It wasn't it for the OAC. Yeah, it was like five games. It was like yeah. actually our season. Yeah. Um, and then I fucking broke my foot after I broke the other foot the year before, and I was like. It's just got to be a sign. Like, I, I got to stop this. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was extremely injury ridden. And I don't know if necessarily my injuries were overtraining or poor training because I was almost always bone injuries, which was like, it's weird because it was like acute things. Usually it wasn't like yeah. pulling a hamstring or stuff like that. So I don't know how much I can contribute training methods to my injuries, but football is a fucking violent sport, man. And it's. Facts. It definitely took its toll on me. Yeah. I think 90 – I was talking to my dad about this the other day because you and me both, like I ended my yeah. career with an injury as well. And I swear, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's got to be upwards of like 95 96% of guys. They stop because they, they're injuries, man. Like it's just part of the game. And with you, like you're someone who trains all the time, obviously is in good shape, even in the off season takes care of their body, cares about nutrition and, and recovery, but still like you go out there, dudes are trying to take your head off right. and they're trying to break your bones. And like, I remember taking pride in that. Like I broke a kid's collarbone in high school and I thought that was the coolest thing <laughs> yeah. ever. You know, you wear it with a badge of honor. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a violent community of people. You got to be somewhat of a warrior to even be interested in the sport for sure. Um, but it is interesting to hear everybody's like experience with it and almost everybody has an injury I don't think it definitely for me like there was never a season even though I didn't have a broken bone or anything like that there was never a season where I wasn't like a little hurt right. like you're never 100% no matter what week it is shit is hard yeah and you never know how much I mean it hurts in that moment but you never know long term like all that shit's gonna add up and you're gonna be feeling it again yes. one day so it's not like those injuries just come and they're gone like it, it it's still there and it's gonna you'll see it in your future too which it stinks but it's the yeah. way it is so it's the best you can minimize it you got to do it that's a that's a fact for sure and that's why i've gotten into mobility training and caring taking care of my joints and connective mm -hmm. tissue and really caring about how my body is moving instead of just doing and going and is that why you got into chiropractic school or was there another reason behind going down this path? Um, honestly, so the first reason I got into chiropractic school is just from my own personal experiences, like mm -hmm. with all these injuries, even like soft tissue injuries, 
I'd always go to PT or go to a surgeon. They'd want to do surgery. PT would do some exercise that never would really pay off. And I'd go to the chiropractor. He'd have some, not even necessarily using chiropractic all the time. Like sometimes it'd be dry needling or doing stim or some weird new technology they just found out or telling me that like I went to the chiropractor for low back pain and he adjusted me. I felt real good. Then he said, eat no carbs for the next two weeks. So just that anti-inflammatory aspect mm. where it's like a doctor's not going to tell you that too. Yeah. Like for low back pain, they're not going to tell you eat fat and not carbs because we need to reduce inflammation to make your, make you able to play next week. Like, That's interesting. Okay. So do you guys take a whole course on nutrition and everything in terms of inflammatory properties? And oh things? yeah, we will. Like right now we've okay. just taken baseline science, um, anatomy, neuroanatomy, embryo, physiology, all the good stuff. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into everything. But also, I feel like just a more holistic way of medicine that's completely void of surgeries and medicine. Mm. Like, I mean, the chiropractic means with your hands. So first thing you do is you try to heal people with your hands. You do the adjustment. You do the soft tissue work. Um, and then you're, you're treating the whole person, too. Like, you're truly connecting with someone when you touch them. And sometimes that's what people need more than anything is just someone yeah. to talk to and connect with and someone to feel for them. So being fully present with patients is huge, too, because I feel like a lot of doctors are just like in out. You're just, a, you know, a name on a note card, but just taking time to connect with people is huge. And I always felt that from my chiropractors, like they truly want to hear you out and they want to help you. And then just treating the whole body, too, through nutrition, through how the way people are thinking, moving and the adjustment to clearing the nervous system and making people sure people's brains are connecting with their body and making sure it's working right interesting yeah yeah that is um that's an interesting concept because i think especially in the west we have this view of medicine that is like you have to go to a doctor the doctor knows everything they know best but it's just not the case at all especially for these like chronic issues you're having like i think there's a statistic out there it's like 80 percent of americans deal with some type of lower back pain or some type of back pain in general that is crazy and it's usually not from like a specific trauma or instant where like oh i hurt my back it's built up over time it's right. usually movement patterns it is usually like inflammatory diets that's that's another interesting concept mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people look at chiropractor as almost like a woo-woo type of thing yeah. you're like ah oh, this is like i don't necessarily believe it um but i have heard a lot of people and even you as a testament like this practice actually does help people and it works yeah and i think that's something even with the woo, woo shit dude like the placebo effect is so powerful oh yeah and like the power of our own minds people discount that like oh it was just placebo like yeah but it still worked right. like if, if it you works, it works. yeah like if you believe it first and you know your subconscious basically drives your body mm -hmm. to either healing yourself or whatever the case is like that worked it worked whatever it was it doesn't have to be surgery it can just be like positive thinking which is so crazy mm -hmm. but that's the power of our mind and what our body can actually do do in terms of natural healing yeah and that what you're saying about the way you're thinking that dude that's a rabbit hole i i fucking love me and luke <laughs> i called luke the other day and we're talking about it. it's like dude you control everything in your life like the way yeah. you feel the way you think you have complete control over how your day goes like the way you react to every single situation 
it creates who you are. Everything you read, everything you look at, everything you listen to, every single thing you think are all things you have control over. And you can make your day as good or as bad as you want. And it's it's true with everything, like the way you feel like you're like, you can't say this pain defines me. It's like this is just part of what's going on right now. And if you think about it that way, it might, you know, heal up or not feel as bad. That Yeah, for sure. Yeah, relationship with pain. I like talking about that, too, because mm-hmm. obviously, like we talked about earlier in football, pain is just always there, yeah. always present, something you have to deal with and manage on a daily basis. So when you're done with football, that pain that it still lingers there, it's almost like whatever. OK, OK. And I remember feeling after a while, like training really hard with bodybuilding, that pain was just like too much and like always just like I could barely move. I was throwing my back out too much. But the reason I recognize that is because I have a good relationship with pain and I understand it to a point where it's like, okay, this is, this is like a bump or a bruise or like, I'm a little tight right here today, a little sore maybe. And then there is like pain and oh shit, like there's something wrong with Mm -hmm. my body in general. And I don't think a lot of people have that like second sense to them because they've never gone through like the full spectrum of pain and injury and all that type of stuff and you have to do the work too to understand your body like for sure some people like be like even not even pain just like the way their gut feels and their energy like some people feel like oh i eat i eat all this bad stuff i go to fast food and i feel fine but it's like have you ever eaten different like do you know what you actually should feel like right that's the same thing with pain it's like if you're not in touch with yourself you haven't done the work you don't know how you should be moving versus how you are and how different things slow you down or speed you up. You don't know, but I mean, you're someone who obviously is very in touch with their body and that's important for everything. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. The gut health issue too is a complex one because everyone like going back to what I said earlier, everyone is so different and everyone has different reactions to the food, even like, the water they're drinking or like the the things they're putting on their skin, they all have a different reaction to it. Like your gut health, how, how have you gotten to a place where you feel like healthy and good throughout the day? Cause I know for me, it's definitely been a challenge to like eliminate yeah. things and find what, what works and what doesn't. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a tough process. Um, I really feel like for me, I started off by like, I started off with one thing. So I, mm. for like a week, I ate just meat. And then I was like, uh, I feel good. But when I was like training and working out, I get a little tired. So I was like, all right, I need some more carbs. So I started eating fruit with it. I was like, okay, I feel a little better. Then I was like, I still wasn't getting completely full. So then I started adding like rice and pot- some sweet potatoes. Um, and then kind of just take being in touch with my body and taking like, oh, I'm going to eat. Okay, I'm going to try some toast for breakfast and I was like oh I felt a little sluggish after the toast maybe put that to the side mm. um then I started mixing yogurt for probiotics and I felt good but I had to do it at the end of the day because I I'd, I'd fall asleep and feel right but if I did it during the middle of the day I'd feel a little heavy um so kind of just playing around and being in touch and knowing how good you can feel and then stuff that drags you away from that push it to the side and don't worry about it you know yeah no that's a good point and and being aware of it in that moment, like being mindful of how your body reacts to like mm-hmm. what you just put in your, in your stomach yeah. is a huge, huge deal. Cause like we're, 
we're a busy society. We're always on the go. It's always like, let me grab something really quick. Fast food is huge. You want to just get in a drive through line, pick something up and get on your way. Cause I got to get to work. I got to go, 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 go. And same with lunch. Like I work in an office. I don't go in the office very often anymore, but when I did, it was like people would come in in the lunchroom and they're like looking at the stuff in the freezer, all shit, by the way, like trash, just awful things. And they're like, oh, I'll just pick this, whatever. And you don't even know the impact that's having on your day. Oh, yeah. And it's like, if you have a family, you're eating this shit in the middle of your lunch day. You're going to feel lethargic and gross by like 2, 3 o'clock. At that point in time, you still got work to do. So you're just extremely lethargic and no energy going into more work, draining yourself even further. Then you get around 5 o'clock. You're like, dude, I just want to go home. Right. Then they go home. They're in a bad mood. They're not present with their family. It's just like this vicious cycle all off of this small choice right. of what you're eating for lunch. Literally, it's crazy. It could affect everything. And it's, it does. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I mean, if people are really interested and like aren't necessarily as in touch with their body or don't really feel like they have the time to single out one thing and build up, just go get a food sensitivity test. Mm. Like I know my sisters have done that and they felt way better just by like weird thing like my one sister was eating eggs every day for breakfast sensitivity to eggs stops eating eggs and like everything else is fine no kidding but it's like a weird a weird thing you would never think like oh i can't eat eggs but yeah that's what it was but like today dude i went to have you heard of live wellness l-y-v is oh live on over 25th right next to like town i hall. went there so i went to a seminar at town hall yeah his name was uh Dr. Cole was his name. He's like a functional Functional medicine medicine practitioner. And he did a whole seminar. He wrote a book on like the inflammation spectrum and everything. Mm. I didn't, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. It was so (laughs) sciencey. I was just like, bro, I don't know what you're saying. 95% of this, but okay, this is cool. And then we went over to live and had like a get together thing. So I'm like, I like went down there and everything. And I know a little bit about what they do, but I never have gone there and gotten like a sensitivity test or like gotten tested or anything like that. Yeah, dude. So I went there this morning and I did like hormones, toxicity and micronutrients. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and then they gave me free cryo too. Cause it was my first time there. So I'm interested to see when those come back, like, Oh, I might be missing this one little vitamin. Like I take that or yeah. eat the food with that. And like, it could change so much. So yeah. just investing in yourself. Like, don't think you're wasting money. I mean, those tests aren't cheap, but like, don't feel like you're wasting money by getting food sensitivity tests or testing your hormones or anything that's towards your health is an investment because I mean, to me, the way I feel, move, think, behave, like that's my true wealth. Like the money doesn't mean anything if you're tired and can't do shit with your day. So no doubt invest into yourself with those health things. No doubt, dude, your, your body and mental, physical, spiritual health, that's gotta be first. Mm -hmm. Cause if that's not in line, everything else is just going to fall. And it's right. going to be complete chaos. So I totally, totally agree with that. Um, and yeah, like going back to what you said, it's an investment. That's yeah. like everything you're doing. I always look at like even little things like social media or like building my business. It's like, all right, every post, this is like, I'm just adding a little bit into the savings account, like just letting it grow just a little bit, a little bit. And that's how you got to look at, at health too, or self-improvement, like you're just slowly adding to that repertoire and building yourself up brick by brick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Every single thing is an investment. Every single decision you make has an impact in the long run, a butterfly effect, every single thing. No doubt. No doubt. 
So speaking of investments, man, you made the investment to go down to Florida and live in the sunshine, bro. So <laughs> yeah. how are you living down there? What What is it compared to Cleveland? Like, are you loving it down there? Oh, dude, I absolutely love it. Like, I mean, first off, I'm there because of school. So like that's, yeah. I mean, that's my number one priority. I have school 730 to 330 every day. Mm probably three four hours of studying every day at least then finals you know tests come up it's even more so it's i mean it's a lot of work you take 28 credits in a three to four month window which is it's a lot and it's fast paced but i'm so passionate about everything i'm learning that like i enjoy it and it's nothing but as far as just living in florida alone is so cool like especially in the winter like it doesn't rain at all it rains maybe like once a week Mm. so it's just like sunny 75 80 and sunny every day and you just wake up you're like all right let's fucking go and you could go to class our school's like all glass too so you're in class like you don't get like tired because you always have sunshine on you and i get out of class i go you know bring my kettlebell in the car go outside yeah. work out somewhere whether it's a beach or a park um so it's awesome just being able to get outside every day which i love because you can say you can get outside every day in Cleveland, but like when it's when it's forty and rainy, like the chance you're going outside ain't it's not great. No, it's also cool because we have at chiropractic school, it's just a good community of people, like very health minded, a nice. lot of ex athletes, people who want to help people, send positive energy into the world. So we do a lot of fun stuff. Like there's not a lot of like, oh, it's Friday night, we're going out to the bar. It's get out of class on Friday, we'll go up and play pickleball or soccer for a couple hours or spike ball on the beach. So it's fun stuff that I didn't really get a whole lot of in my undergrad because I wasn't yeah. a big party or anything. So that kind of stuff is like, I love doing it and it's cool to be around people who also like doing the same stuff and actually like fun activities versus just like yes. going to drink at a bar. Dude, I think I say that all the time with my friends is like, even if we're going to go out, like why would you want to go out you're going out to see these people and then you're going into like this huge crowd. You can't even hear yourself. Just to talk to the same people. Yeah. Like Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, let's just go get dinner and like have a drink or something, you know? Um, No, that's, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, bro. Cause like finding your tribe and like finding that passion and what you're really about. That's like such a, such a lock to life, dude. They're playing some jazz music right now. They really are banging. We'll have to take, we'll probably edit out the, background noise here but um yeah man that sounds good like i always wrestle with the fact of like ah oh, should i go live in sunshine and be able to like go right. outside whenever i want or do i want to keep building my mental toughness and keep living in ohio mm-hmm. and dealing with the winter and everything because i definitely think there's like like speaking of inflammation dude just walk outside right now in a t-shirt and you're cool like you'll right. you'll bring you down some good. inflammation exactly. yeah yeah so um yeah man no that's that sounds awesome and so i saw you doing some classes with people are you gonna start like getting into coaching kettlebells and mace bells yeah and dude stuff? so honestly that that was like something kind of just i didn't plan on doing that at all um that was something that's kind of popped up because like since i've been down there because it's people who are very like-minded like every day someone comes up to me is like Hey dude, like you want to get a workout in this week? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to, but it got to the point where it's like, I don't, I can't work out with all these people like one on one. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. All right. I'm going to be at the park at noon. If you guys want to come and get a workout, we'll move, work out, get our feet on the grass, get some sunshine. If you got any equipment, bring it. So I kind of just, everyone dude, there's like 25 people that came to the first day. 
like just off me saying like i'm gonna be at the park working out if you want to come work out with me that's awesome i'll be there yeah so like 20 25 people came we got good work and it's going to be like now that's going to be an every week thing at least hopefully once a week you know on saturdays midday yeah give people a break come out move sweat get some sun you know touch the earth there you go dude you're making an impact even if it's just like that's not even, I was going to say a small scale, but that's not a small scale, dude. You got like 20, 25 people coming to a group yeah. class. You're killing it right now. That's awesome. And I think kettlebells, they're one of those modalities where you really need to take the time to teach the proper form. Mm-hmm. And there's so much you can do with it. But if you don't have that base knowledge of like the swings, a snatch, a lunge, like all right. these base core movements, if you don't have those down, you can't really build upon anything else. And that's, uh, I think it's definitely like a market that needs to be, I, I know there's people in it right now, mm-hmm. but it's fresh. Like it's, yeah, it it's very open right now to people like yeah. you who are passionate about it and who actually believe in like, okay, this is a modality that people can use. That's, that's going to like allow them to move better, not only get in better shape. Mm-hmm. It's not only movement functionally, it's lifestyle functionality. Like mm-hmm. you drive around with a 30 pound kettlebell in your car. You have a 30 minute window between when you get out of work and go home, you can get your workout in like yeah. in that 30 minute window. You don't have to drive to the gym for 20 minutes, get your workout in then drive home. Like you have everything you need in one mm-hmm. little cannonball with a handle. Like that's what I think is awesome about it. Um, but what you said about the bases is awesome too. Like, that first class was a little rough because I was not expecting that many people to show up. And, like, I had the clubs, the maces, exercise balls, kettlebells. So it was a little bit like a fire, you know, Chinese fire drill at the beginning, just running around yeah. trying to get everything, and people didn't really know what they're doing. Um, so I'm definitely going to narrow that down, probably more just kettlebells as we start. But I think I'm also going to put out, like, a, a program, just, like, bases, basis program, building up to a couple basic flows. So that way when people with videos attached and then that way when people follow with that program and then they'll come to class, that'll just be like that extra addition of coaching and they're mm. are always doing that work versus like just doing the work once a week. Right. So I think that'll be cool if people have, you know, that base program of like, how do I structure everything? And then we'll come what fun on Saturdays. Yeah, that's a really good idea, dude. I think, shit, I'd buy that, you know, yeah. like that's like, a that's a good idea to to have the videos along with it too. Um, and that's something I've even like thought about, like how the hell do I add videos to my programs instead of just like it's weird to throwing stuff out there. You yeah, know? It's like hard to format too. Cause like YouTube's like the only way to really do it. Like even like yeah. I've bought programs online. It's like, Oh, here's the program link YouTube, which I mean it, it works, but it's like, I'd like to find an easier way too. Yeah. I know. I don't know if you've ever heard of mind pump. Mm-hmm. You've ever heard of those guys they do a lot of like general fitness knowledge okay. and they, they basically make content for trainers. Oh, so I've listened to a lot of it. We'd probably be interested too. Yeah, Cause they, they break it down in such a way that's digestible for just the average listener. Mm-hmm. It's not just for like you and me who are really into the science of everything. Right. And understand it. Um, so yeah, I, I know they sell programs and the program I bought from them, they have it like laid out to a point where you click on an exercise it'll take you to it shows you the whole like how to set up how to move like what weight to choose all that stuff that's awesome but it's like i mean they have a huge team behind them right putting it together but even just like the basics of putting together a video and putting it on like a website or something where people have to like pay to get into the website i think that'd definitely be something you could i mean it's it's possible everything's possible yeah 
It's just like finding the right, yeah, yeah, finding the right resources and right. actually being able to do it. Are you trying to do anything like with your own business and ev- everything? Or are you just doing like chiropractic right now and uh, like, seeing where it goes? Yeah, I don't. So I'm for sure like when I graduate, my plan to open my own chiropractic okay. office. Um, as far as training. It's like I kind of I kind of want to have a business, but it's like I don't have a ton of time, but I'm definitely going to start investing into it more because I've finally felt like recently, like I've had my um, Instagram account for maybe about two years. Like for the first year, it was like I kind of just my friends and stuff, but I finally felt recently like people actually are like interested and want to learn yeah. more and are asking me about it and people are changing how they're working out, texting me questions and stuff. So now that I've actually felt people want what i'm doing and want to learn from me i think i'm gonna start to work more towards the business yeah yeah i i would definitely recommend it i mean i i encourage all my friends to like do their own Mm -hmm. thing because i think without the restraints of someone else telling you how to do something that's when your creativity really gets to shine and where you can like really get the opportunity to help people like you're already seeing Mm -hmm. a lot of that impact already with just with just posting stuff that you're doing, you know what I mean? It's not even like crazy, uh, how to videos or like, Oh, you know, a whole hour YouTube segment of like, this is my vlog or whatever. You're literally just like, yo, this is my flow. Like here's, here's what I'm doing. And and people are receptive to it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, bro, if you keep that going, dude, it's only going to grow. And you already have like the blueprint to be a successful business owner. Like you have your undergrad from John Carroll, you're, gonna be a chiropractor you have the skills and knowledge you know you're already like meeting with people and like gathering group classes and obviously like you know you have the soft skills to have conversations and build relationships it's just doing it bro and Mm -hmm. i think um i think there's nothing but benefit in doing that obviously you'd have to weigh out the pros and cons of like doing your own business versus joining yeah doing something else but Highly recommend it, bro. I think you do you do great doing that. Yeah, it. I need to get on top of it for sure. Yeah. You do. <laughs> Now's the time though, for real. Now's the time. Now is always the time, bro. It's um it's one of those things like building a business or going into any personal endeavor. The more you wait on it, I've always felt like the less like the less creative you get with it. Like if you just jump into something right away. And then just kind of learn as you go. You're going to have way more hours put into that thing. If you just like, oh, I'm going to wait till it's perfect. I don't wait till it's perfect. Like you're going to get way further ahead. If you just start when it's not perfect instead of waiting for that perfect mm-hmm. time. Cause there is no perfect time, right? Never, never. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so like on the kettlebell conversation here, how did you learn to do things like the flipping and was that all YouTube related or was it just like, I'm going to fuck around and see if I can flip the kettlebell today. Nah, it, it, it came from like following people on Instagram and YouTube, okay. like crazy trainer and Leo Savage. He's my favorite. Yeah, crazy he's trainer's a fucking crazy. beast, dude. Yeah. Um, and he's crazy cause he does all the flips and stuff, but he's like strong and like trains crazy shit with the landmines and everything. Yeah. Um, landmines today, by the way. So yeah, we're going to go to the rock climbing gym after this. I want to show you some landmine stuff I've been working on. Oh, let's go. We, we I, got yeah, I love the landmines. I haven't, I, dude, I, I haven't joined a gym since I'm in Florida. So, like, I am only training with the kettlebells. Oh, wow. So, okay. it's like, oh, to get on a landmine would be great. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll we'll mess around with that stuff later because I've been getting into it a lot recently too. Mm-hmm. I just love the way it allows you to move your spine, mm-hmm. and I'll show you a little bit more in person. But it really allows you to be fluid with it instead of like everything you're doing with a deadlift or a squat. Your brace core is all yeah. super tight. You don't want to move your spine. But everything with a landmine is like, how can I be really fluid with it? How can I move from left to right? And like, I've seen tremendous benefit with my back pain and how I move and how I feel just by doing like landmine stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is interesting how it sets your body up to move in the correct way, if that makes sense. Dude, if I could go back and train for sports again, that's the one thing I would I would be training a landmine every single day. Because even like just something as basic as a landmine squat, you're not squatting straight up and down. You're moving forward like you would in a sport if you're right. jumping or running or driving off the line in football. Like just that little angle difference is it, it works so much more towards athleticism. Mm-hmm. And going back to what we said about being on the balls of your feet, like for the, for the most part, when you are using a landmine, you got to be on the balls of your feet because you're moving so mm-hmm. fast and – that's just the direction at, at which it, which the angle is basically. Right. So it forces you to be in that position. And like you said, like the trajectory is perfect for getting out of that stance or just like being low and being able to like get down to the ground and move around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, I never thought about adding landmines to what I used to do, but yeah, that, that definitely be yeah, something just I, I would, do would more benefit of. so much. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Dude, I wanted to ask about your style because <laughs> dude, we're totally taking a left turn here. Yeah, but go for it. I remember when I first met you, you, you were a freshman that came in. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker can dress. Like, yeah. he's got a cool style. <laughs> Where did it come from, bro? Like, did you just start finding clothing? You're like, I like this stuff. Or was there a certain inspiration that you have? Like, oh, I want to dress like this or like these are the clothes I'm going to wear. Uh, so first off, I always just like going to like Goodwill and stuff and finding random stuff, random clothes. Like even when I was a little kid, like we'd go donate stuff at Goodwill and then we'd be like, all right, we get to go inside for 15 minutes and like look around. And I'd always find something cool. Like you don't see at the store and I never like department stores. Like I never like to wear the same stuff as everyone else. So it's yeah. like, if I get a shirt from 15 years ago, no one else is going to have this shirt. Um, and then also I'm buddies with. Uh, Seamus O'Malley and Ty Kelly, um, John Baker, they run this clothing company called 1999. So hanging out with them and talking about clothes and stuff, like they, they rubbed off on me too a bunch with, you know, getting Dickies and cool yeah. pants with the shirts. And right. yeah, the just Dickies. like going to thrift stores and seeing what would be cool that you don't see in the store. Like, I know you love the thrift too. It's yeah, just cool shit. You think you could put together? No doubt. Yeah. I think thrifting is like a huge landmine. Or maybe that's not the right word I'm looking for. Gold mine. Gold mine. Talking yeah. about landmines so much. It's a huge gold mine for like cool and unique clothing. Mm-hmm. I've always found stuff like in the button up aisle, especially. Oh, yeah. I always feel like I find stuff that's like, what brand is this? <laughs> like, where did this even come from? But the textures are cool. Mm-hmm. Like there, there might be like a corduroy shirt or something I see. And like, damn, I didn't even know I like this, but this is sweet. Right. So yeah, man, thrifting is, is the go. Have you gone to, um, uncover vintage around here Mm -mm. you gotta check them out he uh so max shout out max at uncover vintage on madison he goes around and this is a huge business now like he goes around to like all goodwills in the northeast basically like goodwills 
value worlds, like all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And finds the best clothes, like the things that are really going to pop or the things yeah. that like, oh yeah, this is cool. And then he'll sell them like in his store and online. So he's a huge, he's a huge collector, but I'm telling you the best stuff ever. Like I got that Carhartt coat from him. Um, I've got a bunch of shit from him that I just absolutely love. And he's got like all the Levi's that are really nice and like faded, but not too faded. They're really nice. The perfect medium. Yeah, exactly. Like he's always got the big T's, which are huge. So yeah, man, if you're, I don't know how long you're in town for. What do you got? Like another, uh, just till Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you should definitely check them out if you're gonna be uh, thrifting with your girl or anything. Yeah, I should. It's on Madison. Yeah, I love Uncover, dude. Um, well, cool, bro. Let me see what else we got going on here. I, th- I feel like we talked about everything. I kind of want to start rock climbing soon. I dude. know. Let's get some work. Yeah, bro. Um, so, yeah, we talked about your athlete journey, bro. Um, obviously, you're you're going to school now to be a chiropractor and we're doing the kettlebell stuff. I saw you, obviously you, you talked about doing jujitsu. Is there any aspirations of like competing again and, and going further into that? Or are you like now focused on lifestyle and holistic health? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I really compete in jujitsu much more. Um, okay. I did a, I did a bunch when I first started off and I mean, now, obviously, my focus is with chiropractic and being such a physical, I mean, if they always say the most important spine in your office is your spine, because, like, if you can't, if your body's hurt, you break your finger or something, like, you can't adjust, that's, you know, 50 patients a day that aren't getting the help they need. Um, so, I, I for me, jujitsu, originally, I did it because I was like, I'm, I'm going to miss competition from football. Right. And, like, before I'm, like, all beat up about it, I'm just going to start competing in something. So I never have to miss it. Um, but I realized, like, you get to compete every day. Like, every day you roll live after class. So it's, like, whether it's some random dude or it's your best friend you're rolling with, like, you're competing either way. Mm. And I think the benefits for me more versus, like, getting that competition is just how you feel after class. Like, you're just in there getting choked out and – on your deathbed for two hours someone cuts you off in traffic you're not gonna flip out like you're cool nothing in life's really gonna stress you out after that you're just such at peace and just feel great and it kind of clears your mind clears your soul um that's that's the true benefits and that's really why i train now that makes sense it makes a lot of sense yeah i feel like nowadays and i say nowadays like i went (laughs) i was like back in you know the early 1900s or anything but I feel like in today's day and age, we're very comfortable in everything we have. Like we have Uber Eats, we can get anything delivered to our door. We have Amazon, get any package or anything delivered to our door. Shit, dude, Costco like sends anything to you now. So it's like, you don't even have to leave your house if you don't want to. And it's just provided this, like such a comfortable environment for us to live. And I don't think that's how we're supposed to live. Like we have to have some type of struggle or some type of friction that we're constantly going against, whether that's building a business or whether that's an athletic pursuit. And I feel like things like jujitsu, things like cold plunges, saunas, they're starting to get super, super popular because I think people are realizing like, I can't have a cushy life. Mm -hmm. Like this is not how I'm supposed to live. I need something to just test my character, right? Like I've always looked at any injury or any type of setback I've had as like, this is a moment where 
I can prove to not only myself, but other people like what my character truly is and let that shine through in my response to whatever I'm going mm-hmm. through. Um, so yeah, dude, it's, uh, I lost my train of thought there, but, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those sports I think is gaining a lot of traction mm-hmm. because it helps people be uncomfortable and, that's I think a lot of us need that right now yeah I feel like the more struggle and hardship you can bring on yourself in a controlled manner the the better you can deal with everything else like dude, the other day I saw I was at Starbucks getting a coffee and there was they're out of oat milk or something and the lady in front of me is freaking out it's like dude what are you like but if you cold plunge you did a sauna you trained you worked out you sweat like that's the least of your worries but that might have been the most difficult thing she's had to deal with in a week was no oat milk at Starbucks. But if you bring those difficult things on yourself in a controlled manner, little other stuff isn't going to bother you. It's not the most difficult thing you've seen. That's a great point. Yeah. It's, um, what's the saying? Like the hardest thing you've ever been to is the hardest thing you've ever been through. And some people just, that's just the way their experiences are and the way we've like constructed this, society we don't we don't have those things in place where we have to fight off a fucking tiger for our food or anything crazy like that and we need to have this artificial things that that Mm -hmm. make us uncomfortable is there anything else that you do that you like put discomfort in your life on purpose like cold showers or anything um yeah i do a cold shower in the morning i don't do the whole thing cold though i I start off like i'll do like a two minute clean myself in the warm then i'll do like 30 seconds at the end cold yeah um but, like, I feel like for me, even more than discomfort is, like, building confidence throughout your day. So, something I like to say is, like, stack your wins. Win things you can control. So, like, wake up first thing in the morning, never click snooze. Like, never click snooze because if you click snooze, you lost the first challenge of your day and, like, you're on a losing streak now. Mm. So, don't click snooze. You won one thing. Get up, stretch, write in your journal. You might not want to do it, but if you do it, you've won. Turn the water cold. That's three things you've already won, and it's 6 o'clock in the morning. Great point. So now you're like, oh, I'm a winner. I'm going to keep bringing this energy through the rest of my day versus, like, you click snooze, and then you're like, ah, I don't really want to, you know, turn the water cold. Now you've lost two things. Your momentum's down. Like, just stack your wins. Things you can control. Make things you control hard and do them and keep doing them. Do them and win and win and win, and then you'll be confident and carry it out throughout the rest of your day. Yeah, that's a a really great point. And I love that you said building confidence. And I've told this story before, but I remember, uh, what's his name? Coach Shafe, right? Mm-hmm. He, he sat me down and we're having this discussion over spring ball. And he's like, the one thing about you is like, you're, you're a good player. You have the skills. You just lack confidence on the field. Sometimes you look like an all American and other times you're like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. So he was saying like the one way to build confidence is you just need to work so hard that when you get out on the field, like you're confident that you've done everything you possibly can do to be the best mm-hmm. version of yourself. And that is, I don't know why, like it was so profound. It was one of those things that was so obvious, but it never really clicked in me until he said that. And ever since then, I've instead of just like being, okay, I got to be confident. Cause I think there's a difference between cockiness and confidence mm-hmm. Confidence is built on something. Right. Like you have to actually do the work to build that confidence. Confidence is earned. Cockiness is just, that's innate being. Like, that's just who you are. And if you're, you're a cocky asshole, that's just who you are. And nothing yeah. really built you to that point. 
maybe, you know, an environment experience. But regardless, I think that building aspect is what people overlook a lot. And they just think like, I need to be confident, but you're never going to be confident if you don't put yourself in situations for you to actually grow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you got it. You got to have a reason to be confident. If you're you have to win, you have to do the right stuff. You have to work. If you're not doing that stuff, why why would you be like? Are you going to be confident on a test you never studied for? Exactly. No. Like, life's a test every day, so be prepared for it. You know. You know what? That's a great way to end, bro. Life is a test, so be prepared for it. For real. Zach, so uh, let's finish off. What you got going on? Where can people find you? Uh, so right now I'm in school down in Florida. If you're in Port Orange, Daytona, Orlando, come shoot me a text. We'll get a workout or something. Oh. Um, Palmer Chiropractic College. Uh, Instagram at Zach Barther, Z-A-C-H-B-A-R-T-H-E-R. Yeah, hit me up. DM me. Ask me questions. Hell Love yeah, dude. Hear. I'll link everything in the show notes. We'll keep this a quick one, bro. We got to go climb. Man. Yeah, let's go. Let's get All some work, right, baby. All right. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace.